you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football. Good morning. Welcome to GMFB. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, fueling us for the next three hours with highlights, highlights, highlights from week four action. One game in the AFC West yet to go tonight between the Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. We are sitting here live in New York on October 4th, and we're talking nothing but week four for the next several hours. Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, my name's Kevs, our brother, Mike, Mike Robinson at the breakfast What's table. What's up, Mike? Glad Liking to be here. the orange. Thank you. Thank you. Look, guys, I, I, I'm glad to be here. Um, you know, we have some other analysts that come up, you know, uh, throughout the uh, sure. season. Okay. We got to stick together, guys. You can't okay. let people come up here and talk about me. All right? I, yeah, I you can't let people talk I about tried. me. Yeah, tell them what you mean. We were talking. We were, we were talking. talking. I appreciate I got it. Mike, tell them what you mean. What I mean, you know, you can't let Christopher come up here, you know, Christopher Carter, come up here and, and talk about Mike Rob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all good. Love Chris Christopher. Some I think he said you Carter. caught the ball with your elbows. Yeah, I know, man. I told him to zip it. Maybe we'll have All day long. We've got highlights. Epic game was the biggest game in regular season NFL history. It was a revenge game. It was an emotional game. Let's go to Foxborough. Lee Block. Ooh. Let's see what we got here. Let's give the people what they want, the people they tuned in to see. Ryan Sucker. No, we got Bucks, Patriots, Mr. Kraft and Brady. Emotional moment before the game. Hugs, talk and everything. Brady did the whole thing. Let's go. He did the let's go. So many signs and custom t-shirts. And then there's Belichick. They won 30 playoff games together. What about this game, though? Playoff atmosphere? I don't know. Kind of surreal. Uh. But the Patriots will lose at home despite ah. the great rookie quarterback to Tom Brady, who did not throw a touchdown pass in this game. But 3-1 Buccaneers, 19-17 in a historical game against the Patriots. Let's hear from Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. What was it like to go against Tom? You coached uh, Tom Brady in practice for 20 years, but this is the first time you went ahead uh, against him in a game. What was the experience like going? Uh... We, we, look, we went against Tom Brady every day every day in practice defensively. So it's not like we've never seen Tom Brady before. Was the experience of coaching against him in the game any different? Yeah, they're a good football team. He's a great quarterback. I mean, I think that's all that goes without saying. I would say 
so much is made of, of our relationship. And, you know, as I said earlier this week, you know, from a player standpoint, you just expect the coach to give you everything he's got. And as a, I'm sure as a player, that's what he was hoping for me. But nothing's really accurate that I ever see. It's all kind of, uh, you know, definitely doesn't come from my personal feelings or beliefs. And I have a lot of respect for him as a coach and obviously a lot of respect for this organization and, you know, all the different people here that try to make it successful. Epic finish, narrow win for Tom Brady, much made of their relationship. Reportedly, we of course heard that Bill Belichick went into the Tampa Bay locker room after the game and talked to Tom for a while there. It had to there. be crazy to see that. What? It had to be crazy yeah, to see that. I, I can imagine it. seeing Bill Belichick walking through the locker room. Amazing. He walks in there. He wants <laughs> to say hi. They told each other they were going to catch up after the game. He, of course, embraces, does not kiss Robert Kraft <laughs> before the game. RKK, super happy uh, to have him there. There's so much to get into in so many layers. Peter, what's like your first go around? of Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. Let's go through the week, right? And Kay, you've been at this table. You were in Foxborough yesterday. Yeah. Every expatriate staffer was out there being like, you guys don't get it. Like, they're going to focus. They're going to be like, like, no, you guys don't get Emotions were high. It mattered yesterday. Like, Brady was sailing passes. Mm. Belichick seemed a little bit, like, with his decision-making, like, it mattered. Mm. All of it mattered. Yeah. And at the end, the one guy who had nothing to lose was actually Mac Jones. And I thought he had his coming out party. As odd as this is, we're talking Brady Belichick, we're starting the show. I'm going Mac Jones. (laughs) This guy took a beating yesterday. That pass rush was for real, and there was no rushing game from the Patriots. They had absolutely nothing going on the ground. Mac was dialed in and went blow for blow with Brady the entire game, and as this thing's unfolding, I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna be the Mac Jones game. He went 19 straight completed passes. Hmm. Only Tom Brady only has done that one time in his career. 19 completed passes, continued to move the chains, and you look at all the different aspects of this game, it came down to a Belichick decision in the rain when the kicker, whose plant foot was not good, to go for it and kick a field goal 57 yards, and he misses, but I come out of this thing like, the one guy we didn't talk about all week was the rookie quarterback, and as much as Brady and Bell, neither one of them had their best nights. I didn't think Brady was at his best. And I thought Belichick's game plan was good, but at the end, I could question that decision to kick mm-hmm. the ball and not go for it on fourth and three. Mac Jones, that kept us in there last night, and it delivered. And yes, Kay, despite a week of everyone telling us, they're laser focused. Once the game starts, Once there'll the, be doubt. They weren't. It was, it was all over the place. It was a, it was a wonky game. Yeah, Mac Jones was the calmest under pressure. I was it, impressed by it, him. It's because they're human. <laughs> I know. They're human, human beings. Games. Human beings get emotional. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't spend 20 years with somebody and not have some type of emotions come with it. I only spent four years with the Niners. When I played the Niners, yeah, it was emotional for me, so yeah. I could only imagine what Tom Brady was going to, guys. But I think both teams won here. Okay, I'm not talking, obviously, on the stat sheet. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the game. Uh, But to your point, Peter, Bill Belichick now know he has a guy at quarterback Mm -hmm. for the next however many years they want to have him and can protect him. I thought Mac Jones played phenomenal. But to me, Bill Belichick played a great game uh, defensively. He changed things up on Tom Brady, not just from a drive to drive, a quarter to quarter thing. Mm-hmm. From a play to play yeah. standpoint, people don't realize how how much it affects an offense if your three technique who lines up over the guard just slides over one foot and lines up inside shade of the tackle. It, it, it changes the blocking for the guard, the tackle, the running back, it changes everything. 
And Tom Brady knew it was going to happen. But to me, the rest of his teammates had to experience it as well. I read Peter King's uh, article this morning, and I thought it was interesting how Tom talked about, and, uh, you know, the, the, the quarterbacks in that room talked about how they looked at how Bill Belichick played all the top quarterbacks mm -hmm. uh, during his time as head coach. And uh, some of those looks showed up for Tom Brady, and he was able to recognize it, and it showed how prepared he was. I thought this was a phenomenal game, guys. I know the score didn't always say it. I thought the right team won. Mm -hmm. But watch out for New England, man. They showed me something there, mm. man. I think they're going to be some, some players in Matthew the AFC. Judon, they really did. Judon was great. I, I found the game emotionally exhausting. I feel like I'm emotionally hungover this morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have a lot invested in it. It was tense. Um, Brady was tense. I thought the officials were tense. I thought the fans were tense. It had this vibe of... Um, Two divorced parents who are at like their kids' piano recital oh, together, man. you know, and they're on the other sides of the room. And then at the end, there's this moment where you have to come together and like hand off the overnight bag and it's like, make sure he does his homework, okay? It, it was just emotionally exhausting. And I, I think it is fascinating that Mac Jones comes out as one of the would be heroes, but Brady didn't look good. Brady got outplayed by Mac Jones. And I don't think Belichick came off well. And I, I do think it was the greatest lie that was ever told last week of Peter's talking about is that you are so full of crap if you think this was just going to be business as always. I think they wanted it to be and aspired for it to be. The rain was bizarre. The fans didn't know what to do. They cheered Brady when he came out, but then booed him when he started the first series. Very, very emotionally conflicted. And in the end, a controversial decision that leads to a doink field goal and didn't leave, leave anybody a place to go. So... I'm speaking in tongues this morning because I feel like I got beat up emotionally last night. We spent our entire adulthood really? watching these two people. The Mac Jones thing aside, yeah. no. Like, really? I would love to say this morning, Brady owns Belichick, or no, Belichick. Not really. Do you, I mean, okay, you were there. What did you learn? Did you learn anything? You would just soak things. in. I don't have time for them right uh, now. We're going to make them through the, what? the show. At GMFB with man. your thoughts, Tom Brady it's is okay. now beaten. <laughs> all 32 teams, he gets that patch. We learned that. He has the patch. He's beaten all 32 Rare company. Teams. And he also, of course, patch. had the, I mean, I'll tell you this. I was in the stadium, and I didn't know the passing record thing happened. Right? I was like, that was so weird. That yeah. was that oh, there wasn't any talk about it. I don't know what happened. No, I was at the game. That's what I'm saying. And then right. I was like, is it about to happen? Yes. And then they're like, it just happened like five minutes they ago. They didn't like, wait, stop wait, the game. Nothing didn't, happened. So did you think he, did, I don't know, does anybody know? I do did know. he tell David Baker, yeah, like, don't yes. stop the game? Actually, I don't want the Drew Brees treatment? I don't know. I do know. What do you got? I do know. I spoke to them in Tampa and Brady. They requested the networks and the league. They said, please do not. Okay. Do a whole thing. We're already having the ceremony before the game, and they please don't. So basically, they got it. That was flip the ball to Vinovich. Vinovich gives it to the equipment manager, and away we go. That's that was what, it. That's what winners do. Tom uh -huh. Brady didn't want any more distractions. Right. He didn't want anything. Don't stop the game for me. No. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's the GOAT. That's why. What, is it, what does Drew Brees think of that? I don't know. Like, that's so. We can have a whole discussion on yeah. that, too. Yeah. It's the reason it's why weird because Brees did it at home. I know. So that makes it different. Like, Wouldn't you have liked that to be a moment? Yeah. It, they didn't even stop. It was any other play. And Al Michaels going, wait, now they moved it one yard forward. Obviously, people are trying to communicate with Al. It, it Drew's was on the field. It was very strange. It was also it's a very big production. Like, I wonder if Drew Brees knew it was going to be that big of a production when it happened to him. And maybe Mm -hmm. Tom Southern was like, I don't know if I want that. I want to let me finish this drive, David Baker. Yeah, maybe. And then have the ball situation happen. All right. Uh, more on this game, of course. But we've got lots of highlights. The Chiefs look good. The Bills look good. The AFC is a gauntlet. But let's bring in Ian Rappaport now to check yeah. in on a couple of quarterbacks who left the game early on Sunday. Unfortunately, what's the latest with Jimmy Garoppolo and Teddy Bridgewater? Well, Garoppolo talked to reporters after the game, Kay, and I would say didn't sound that encouraging about his calf injury that he suffered yesterday. And Kyle Shannon described it as feeling like someone stepped on Jimmy G's calf. 
essentially it was a pretty bad pull, it sounded like, uh, using their words and uh, something that, as Garoppolo said, may keep him out a couple weeks. He's going to have an MRI this morning just to see the full extent of this calf injury, but these are the kinds of things that can linger. Rarely do you just snap your fingers and a guy comes back from a calf injury because he really couldn't push off in the first half when he tried to go. So let's assume he is out a couple weeks. Then you're going to get an extended look at Trey Lance. you got undefeated Arizona next week, then a bye, then the Colts and the Bears. So it gets a little easier. Maybe they can withstand that. Meanwhile, the Denver Broncos now have some doubt about their quarterback situation. Teddy Bridgewater left yesterday's game with a concussion. He's officially in the NFL's concussion protocol. And every concussion is different and every recovery for a player is different. So we do not know when Bridgewater is going to be, to be back. It's about 50-50 whether a player is able to come back the next week from a concussion. If he can't go, it's going to be Drew Locke, who played okay yesterday, 12 for 21, 113 yards, and a pick. Uh, certainly a challenging situation for the pretty good Denver Broncos team. It's an NFC West showdown on Thursday night football. Week 5 kicks off with one of the league's most heated rivalries, Matthew Stafford and those Rams coming off a loss. Not happy about that, and they are trying to sort of the top of the league. But Russell Wilson has his squad ready to defend their home field. It's a battle in the league's best division. Thursday night football next Thursday, 8 p.m. on NFL Network on Fox and streaming on Prime Video. And Rob here with some highlights. Yeah, I got some of my Seahawks highlights. That's my quarterback, Russell Wilson. Look, guys, he's never lost three games in a row with the Seahawks. He is a baller. Let everybody know the Seahawks are back. They are. And look, they're, they're going to play Thursday night against the Rams. Are the Rams going to go in undefeated, or are they going to come in coming off a loss? No, they got Kyler Murray they're facing. This game got out of hand yeah. rather early. They piled it on. McVay getting his lunch served to him by this Cardinals team in their building. After the win over the Bucks. it wasn't over. 37 to 20 in LA. And it really wasn't that close. It <laughs> like wasn't that close. It wasn't as close. Let's talk to one of the MVP candidates, not Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup. Tyler Murray. Probably the best, best game plan I've, you know, I've, um, that I think, you know, personally that we've had uh, since I've been in the league. So, you know, with that, being confident in all the guys, um, this team, um, I, was, I was just confident, man, just going out there and letting it ride. And uh, the guys did the same. I, you know, I can't be more proud of them as far as being 4-0. Um, trying to, you know, go 1-0 each, each and every week. Um, and we did that this week, but, you know, we got another uh, good team next week. So um, celebrate this one. But, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a tough league. Um, and we, we know that, so. I really like this team. This was a complete, surgical, dominant performance. They did whatever they wanted against the Rams defense yesterday in their building, and they did not let this, we can't beat them, we can't meet That wasn't even part of the conversation. Peter, are we ready to say, are you ready to say the Cardinals oh, are the yeah. real deal? Oh, yeah, real deal, yeah. They're the only undefeated team in the NFC. They're the number one seed right now. They're 4-0, and they just went in and took the, the Rams shoved them in a locker and said, we're done being bullied by you guys. And put Shut it, up. They'd lost the last eight times. Wedgie, noogie, all of it. In the locker. They said, got him out of here. What willies, whatever you want. And they were like, no, no, we're going to do our thing. And I loved it because I spoke to Kingsbury during the week and he was like, no, we don't, look, we don't do that bulletin board material. I know we haven't beaten them. Kyler doesn't respond to that. Like, we're going to play our game. We're mm. going to be fine. 
And then after the game, it was like, wait a second, the Rams, yeah, they beat the Bucs, but they are mere mortals right now because they looked very pedestrian in this one. And the defense showed up for the Cardinals. We knew Kyler in September can run all over the place before anything happened. The defense, though, to silence this offense, that's what threw me for a loop. Yeah. It was several plays. It was on defense. It was the turnovers. It was the fumble. Takeaways matter in the league. Cardinals have a defense to go along with that dynamic offense. Mm-hmm. They're 4-0. They're for real. Mm-hmm. They're for real. You talk about that defense. Vance Joseph, a guy who I was with in San Francisco, mm. an innovator at the defensive coordinator position. He likes to put guys in a position where they can succeed. He's not going to ask you to do something that you can't do. But Kyler Murray gained some street credibility for me. Like, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't believe in him. I thought he was a pretty good talent. But to see some of the throws, and then his legs, guys, like running the football opens things up mm-hmm. for everybody else. I mean, between uh, Edmonds and Connor, they had 30 carries for 170 yards. Edmonds like, is the real yeah, deal. That's, awesome. that's what it is. It helps out this offensive line. I thought the Cardinals dominated on both fronts. They had over 200 yards rushing. Balling. On the Rams. Mm-hmm. Balling. And they got <laughs> and they got after an effect at Matthew Stafford. If they can continue to do this and dominate the li- at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, Kyler Murray, don't take the big hit, okay? Continue to get out of bounds and get down and things like that. They will be the most scariest team in the National mm-hmm. Football League. Mm-hmm. I love my Bills, but mm-hmm. this will be the most scariest team in the NFL just simply because they have that defense mm-hmm. in Kyler Murray. It's fun, right? It's fun yeah. to say. It's fun to look at that 4-0 and next to their record because, full disclosure, I mean, I don't think anybody was really saying that before the mm-hmm. season started. Were you really buying in to, never mind the Kyler and the town, were you buying into Cliff? Because this thing was going to come crashing down this year and the legacy of Cliff Kingsbury was going to be one photograph of him sitting in his bachelor pad on the draft and cell phone breaks and all that nonsense. Like, Peter, all you talked about last week is he's never beaten Nagy, or excuse me, he's never beaten McVay, he's never beaten the Rams. And this stat we hear nonstop about, well, McVay's never lost while leading at the half. Well, then Cliff's like, all right, well, I'll just be beating his ass at halftime. We don't have to worry about that stat. That was a clock cleaning, all that uh, cell phone break nonsense stuff. This was football. This is smash mouth running the game playing defense football from the so-called college pretty boy bachelor like no it was awesome like he actually turned his rings around on this one cliff kingsbury earned his stripes i was very impressed it was mistake free football something we haven't unfortunately seen from the arizona cardinals consistency i'll dig into that a little bit later they've got a big matchup up against san francisco mm-hmm. divisional opponent in week five what a scene it was in new england last night in new york raining You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good morning, football. Welcome to Good Morning Football, everybody. Hour number two here on a Monday. It is October 4th, week four highlights, week four continuing tonight in the AFC West. The Chargers and the Raiders go at it. Our show today brought to you by Old Trapper Beef Jerky as we are in New York City. My name is Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brett, Michael Robinson in the building. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. So we hit the lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Welcome to the entire emotional experience of Brady returning to Foxborough. (laughs) And there was a 19-17 win by the Buccaneers. And so many questions for Brady afterwards, including little cute topics like, Tom, did you get confused uh, about which tunnel to run out? Take it away, Goat. Well, I couldn't run through the normal tunnel, so yeah, it just happened to be the opposite way tonight. And uh, it's just fun, a lot of emotions and very emotional week. Just again, these guys are like my brothers, you know what I mean? And you know, there's two groups of people, I, all of my Bucks teammates that I love and, and uh, I'm going to battle with every week. And then there's another group of guys that I see, and those are my friends that I've been with for a long time Matt Slater and Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower and John and Devin and David Andrews and Hoyer and. There's a whole crew, Josh, and just, you know, these are these are the people that I've shared my life with, and uh, very grateful for everything that they've uh, kind of uh, contributed to my life. And there it is, the go- cue the Adele, slow mo it. That is the goalpost. The do- what a doink that was! was very so, loud, was aggressive, so decibel levels. Guinness was called the whole nine. All right, let's bring in Mike Giardi. He's in Foxborough. For us this morning, you've been there. I feel like you slept there last night. Don't tell me. Uh, that was quite the scene in New England last night. It's very special to be there. Super Bowl atmosphere, a lot of drama, emotions are running high. Tell me about that. Tell me how Brady was feeling in that return. Look, all week long, Brady tried to pretend like he wasn't going to let his emotions get the better of him, that he's some sort of cyborg or terminator, and this doesn't Im- impact him at all. But that's crazy. Anybody who covered him, as I have for the entire duration of his time here in New England, anybody who's been around him at all knows he's very emotional. And there have been times during his career with the Patriots where he was so amped up to start a game that he's spraying balls into the second row of the stands because that's just who he is. He lives off that. He feeds off of it. And then eventually he settles down. I think last night he came into this thing and he was all sorts of conflicted. The crowd is giving him the Brady chance when he comes on the field. Then when it's the actual first series of the game for the Buccaneers, he gets booed. And as he said, that was awesome. He kind of feeds off of that too. He loves that sort of energy. But I think there was no way for him to settle his emotions down for a better part of this game. And his offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, he predicted that. He said, like, how can it not be emotional for him? For 20 years, what he did with Bill Belichick, what he did in New England, what he means to those people there, what they mean to him. And I thought it was nice to hear him talk about it in that clip that you played there about, you know, he sort of has two groups of friends, if you will, right now. His Buccaneers people, they're his brothers, they're his teammates right now. But there's all those guys that he's shared so much time with here in New England. Guys like offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, Devin McCourty, all those people that mean so much to him. And um, when he left the field after he did his post-game interview, 
you know, there was probably a couple thousand people left in the stands that had waited for him, and he blew kisses in a nice manner. He waved to all sides of the field. He ran off. He was pointing to people. It meant a lot to him, and it should. I mean, he's, he had a wonderful career here, and now that career goes on in Tampa Bay. And despite the loss, those fans in the stands, of course, his old teammates who we named and kept naming and naming and naming, uh, and the ones that he faced, probably pretty excited about this rookie quarterback that they have, despite a loss last night. Thank you so much, Mike Giardi, for covering this epic game for us. We'll talk to you in a little bit and all day here on NFL Network. We all know Bill Belichick went into the Tampa Bay visiting locker room, spoke to Tom Brady after the game. Brady said, yeah, we just sort of told each other we'd catch up after all is said and done. So how do we feel now? The game is played. The rain is over. The actual rain. Whose rain's beginning between the two of them? I don't know. Brady, <laughs> Belichick, let's talk about the debate and where you stand on it now this morning. I think we, ha we had a whole week of buildup, and I think one of the scenarios that was possible was Brady goes scorched earth and wins 47-3, to and it's Brady and Belichick. After last night, I think Brady still has the upper hand, but I think we're a little bit closer to the scales being a little even. We saw that Belichick can still scheme and make a game plan that can give a opposing quarterback some real problems. But at the end... When they needed Brady most, and Mike's right, he was sailing passes early. He did not look like his best version of himself. Brady found ways, and I thought he used his legs on a key third down conversion. And when they needed him most, Brady found a way to move the chains. Right now, I think we could all look at this and say, Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Belichick coached a heck of a game last night. Brady just had a little bit more in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think, again, like I said in the last hour, I think both of these teams won. Yeah, only one team won on the scoreboard. Uh, but to your point earlier, I think Bill Belichick knows now that he has his quarterback possibly for the next 20 mm -hmm. years. Because the kid looks just like Tom Brady. But I, I'm going to keep it on the Tom Brady uh, uh, side of things. I think the Bucks. I think it was a great game. I thought it was a good game being played. I thought Bill Belichick did his thing in scheming some things. Oftentimes, we see Bill Belichick change up schemes from drive to drive, quarter to quarter. I saw things being changed up from play to play, uh, just, uh, you know, guys moving around, a lot of uh, a lot of guys walking around the line of scrimmage trying to confuse Lawrence Tom Guy, Brady. Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, trying to confuse him about who to block and things like that. And then I also uh, saw Tom Brady. Yeah, he was a little off, but I look at it as, he was a little bit of cautious last night. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he knew the power of Bill Belichick. I think he knew that Bill Belichick was scheming some things and knows how to get to him. And that's why you saw him have to rush mm -hmm. for that, uh, you know, do some things outside of his, outside of what we usually see with Tom Brady and rush for first downs and things like that. <laughs> to your point, Peter, I do think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. I, I still think he's up there. But Bill Belichick, he called a hell of a game. Uh -huh. He can affect any quarterback. He affected Tom Brady. No matter how much you want to say Tom Brady's the, the GOAT, he affected Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to ever play this game. He did. And Bill Belichick and this New England Patriots team, they're going to win a lot of games this season. I don't think they're going to beat the, my Bills, uh -huh. but they're going to win a lot of games. Uh, I was impressed with the Patriots, D2, and Belichick. Mm -hmm. The Brady-Belichick Cold War will be settled in the coming years with what becomes of the Mac Jones Patriots and what he does afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that was emblematic of that whole relationship they've had for years was Belichick's ability to not give a crap about a controversial decision the next morning. Oof. I don't know why they kicked that field goal. I, I, it's, it's jobs like us that we say the next morning, what are we doing? So let's just think about this. So if he tried a 56-yard field goal on a fourth and three in a driving rain... Uh, credit to Chris Rose, he had this information. Nick Folk was one of four from 56 yards in his career. Um, even if he makes the field goal, you give Brady the ball back with two timeouts, it was kind of a lose-lose. Mac Jones had completed 19 straight passes in this game, tying Brady's record. 
Maybe you give them ball on fourth and three and say, see if you can get the three yards. The play prior, he had an easy completion. He definitely would have had a first down, and they got a pass deflection. Belichick said afterwards, I didn't really think about it. Who am I to question Belichick? I think they could have won that game if they went forward on fourth and three. Very strange. Collinsworth also said that his plant leg was really bothering him. So the long distance kicks yeah. would affect folks. So 57 in the worst rain we've seen. I know. It's, it's a strange decision. I don't, I don't like it. Second guess, Bill. I, don't, I, I like moral victories. I know everybody, it's like a mm -hmm. hot talk. I think we, the Patriots should walk away feeling so good about this one. I, you know, we sat here with Matt Castle telling us just there's three all-pro receivers on the Tampa Bay team. They have the greatest to ever do it on their squad. He knows them in and out. It's his backyard. It's his old home. And they, for them to not put up 30 even on this Patriots team, like I thought it was going to be, everyone was like, it's going to be a runaway. But it's a lot be. of your championship teams, mm -hmm. you look back at the end of the year and say, we won two or three games not playing well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was one of those games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, they were not supposed to win this game. I think mm -hmm. it's they less, really. We're, we're talking a lot about well. Brady being emotional, and that's true, and I credit Willie mm -hmm. McGinnis for saying that'll be the one challenge for Tom Brady. He said it in the morning. Yeah. And then Robert Kraft came on and said, look at the scoreboard or look at the big boards mm -hmm. and see what the emotional Adele-laden mm -hmm. tribute that we're going to play for him as he's running out there. So obviously there's, there's truth to that. But let's give it up to Bill Belichick. Like, mm -hmm. he had to be one-dimensional with a rookie running back going up there against the greatest to ever do it and those three all-pro receivers and that defense. And he did it with the Patriots rushing attack having negative yards. Yeah. Negative one yeah. yards on the day, their lowest total in franchise mm -hmm. history. So to me, it's Belichick and that we can talk about the defense, Matthew Judon, what a performance by him, but also just the fact that this kid put it on his shoulders and he did it himself. He was awesome. He, he, he carried the team. Again, I say it all the time. You, Take the names off the back of the jersey. Yeah. The kid looks just like Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Moral yeah, I think victory. they got their guy. Broncos came into this one undefeated. Unfortunately, Teddy Bridgewater would leave this game with a concussion. Drew Locke would fill in. Lamar Jackson, he played the entire game and was excellent yet again. They would have a good time in this one. On the road, win 23-7. Ravens 3-1 atop the AFC North with the Browns and Bengals. Yeah, Peter, we're going to go Steelers, Packers, Ben Roethlisberger. Look, the first head-to-head -head matchup between Ben Roethlisberger and Rodgers since. Super Bowl 45. Rodgers finished 20 for 36, 248 yards, two touchdowns. Looks like the Pack are back on track. Packers, one of America's most Favorite teams across the board. How about the Cowboys? America's team across the board. They come in coming off a big Monday night victory. Dallas, amazingly now, looking like one of the top teams in the league. 36 to 28. They win. It was a bigger blowout than that. And Dak, what do you have to say after the huge home victory over the Panthers? We think we can beat you at the run. We can beat you at the pass. Um, whatever you're going to give us. Um, the openings, we're, we're going to take them. I mean, Kelly's doing a good job of dialing it up, and guys are just communicating and executing it. But, I mean, even tonight, um, we, we left a couple, we left some, some meat on the bone to say. I mean, we left some plays out there, and some, uh, we want to finish that game with, with another touchdown on, the, on one of those last two drives. So, I mean, that's just uh, the expectation and the standard of this offense. I think we all know, looking at on paper what they were and if they can stay healthy that they will be a contender in the NFC but are we ready to say the Cowboys have proved that they are a top tier NFC team in week four yeah I think they are um, you, you, you look at the talent you look at the teams that they're that they've beaten you look at the way that they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers early in the season Dak Prescott is an elite 
an elite quarterback in the National Football League. I think what was holding them back in previous years was, it, was this defense. Mm. They bring in Dan Quinn, who now, you know, vibes with that 4-3 type of a, a scheme that this, th that this roster was built on, not the 3-4. And now you're seeing them get after the quarterback. And what's happening is it's forcing so much pressure on the quarterback that the quarterbacks are now throwing interceptions, throwing bad balls. Trayvon Diggs is getting his hands on it. So, absolutely. Um, this defense is balling. You need, they needed this defense to come around. And teams that have great defenses do what, guys? They are able to run the football. Mm -hmm. And obviously, a couple weeks ago, I, I talked about Ezekiel Elliott possibly not being the best back for this offense. I thought Tony Pollard was. But I was mistaken. I think Tony Pollard, mm -hmm. his, his presence was the best thing for Zeke because what we're seeing is we're, we're getting the best out of Ezekiel Elliott because of the competition behind him. It's a great him. problem to have. It's a great problem to have. And, and I think that summed it up the best. Yeah. We can beat you any way you want it. If you stop the passing, we'll run the football for 170 yards. Credit you to load him. the box, we throw it for 500 yards. I don't see how you beat this team unless you're outscoring. Mm. I, I think Ezekiel Elliott is the best he's looked in three years. Like, I, I have to give him credit. He looked fresh. He had a long run. Like, mm. He just looked really, really good. If you do not get to see much of this game, the Dak Prescott stat line outside, he threw four touchdowns, but didn't have a whole bunch of yards. God, he looks so good. He, he looks yep. so confident. Like, there's his demeanor doesn't change. He's kind of always got this grin on his face, even after incompletions. He just looks like, look, take away all the last 15, 20 years. If you just look at the 2021 season and what the guys have done and what they put on tape, he's a top five quarterback. Top five. Like, he looks that excellent, that confident. He's making a, Blake Jarwin look like Tony Gonzalez every single week. Dalton Schultz. Like, it's, they look great. And to answer the question, are they a top-tier NFC team? I think this was a perfect game because the Panthers are a good team. I don't think they're a top-tier team, even with McCaffrey. The Cowboys are a top-tier team. Yeah. Who can they not beat in the NFC? That's point? a fair point. I don't know. And if they play that Buccaneers tomorrow, they might win that game. Maybe. So mm -hmm. that was their one loss. Um, their defense has been really good. They went from 31st in the league in rush defense last year. They're currently 6th in the league. <laughs> That's crazy, man. They lead the league in takeaways. They have 8 takeaways. And That's their turnover awesome. differential is the best in the league as well. It's plus 8. That's what haunted them last year. They always had the offense. We knew they could score points. It's Trevon Diggs is fantastic. What's going he on like, here? He looks like he's the best corner in football. Diggs Island. Like the number one. I know. Between him and Parsons and Odigazua, they have all these young, <laughs> talented defensive players. That is in the league. He's got a two-interception cushion. Mm -hmm. uh, their defense is for real. This is an elite team, not only in the NFC, in the NFL. They can play with anyone. Shrakes, but you can always pull up their schedule, right? So, like, you're saying, yeah, like, yeah. they're the top tier. I know you can only play the schedule you're given. I get it. But it... We're going to keep having this discussion. Are they the real deal? Are they the best? Where are they in the NFC? Because they don't play the Rams. They don't play the Packers, I see. Their next real challenge, I think, was against the Chiefs. That's not until week 11. So I think the wins are going to keep stacking as the season unfolds. And we're not going to really get the answers until playoff time. You mentioned the Chiefs. Let's see how they look now, because they're not going to play those Cowboys for not two months, week 11. basically. But they are going to play the Eagles, one of the Cowboys' division rivals. Andy Reid returning to his stomping ground, where he won so many games, 130, in fact. And man, did he win this one. They destroyed the Philadelphia Eagles with offense, 42 to 30. What do you got, Mike? Uh, my Bills, Josh Allen, there's that man, mama, there's that man. Five total touchdowns last week. Bill's going to win 40, guys. 40 to zero. When I saw, the, hell when I saw the score and I saw you were on the show, I got real happy because I knew you wanted to do those highlights. That's your team and it's been Absolutely. your team for several years. Mike Rob here on Good Morning Football and all day long on NFL Network. Plenty of amazing toe, drag, swag. Oh, thanks, M. Rob. Yes, Nate Burleson, our toe-tapping expert, joining us to talk about week four and more after the break.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Listen up, everybody. More highlights on the way, but it would not be a Monday here without a little Nate Burleson. Some okay. drag swags. Let's welcome back our favorite triple threat, CBS Mornings co-host, contributor to the NFL Today as well as NFL Network. And after yesterday, fill-in broadcaster. What's going on here? The one and only Mr. Nathaniel Eugene Burleson. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Old government. What's up, everybody? Hello to the GMFB fam and viewers. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. We're Excellent. good. We're happy to see you, of course. Let's talk a little Texans bills. They lost yeah. power, and you and the crew at NFL Today had to take over doing commentary. What was the vibe like inside the CBS studio at that moment? Tell us everything. Well, we oftentimes hear that you have to be on high alert in case of technical difficulties, and that's exactly what happened in the Texans-Bills game. So we get word in the studio as we're getting ready to take a break and eat some snacks. Whoa, 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 sit down, put your jackets on. We might have to come on camera. Nope, we don't have to come on camera, but you guys are going to be voicing over the game. So we had a five-man booth. You have me, Boom, Coach, JB, and, of course, Phil. And it was fun. It, it was fun to be back in the rhythm. It seems like some of the Bills fans, they enjoyed it. But I have to give a shout-out to super producer Drew Kaliski because during the commercial break, he was like, all right, guys, um, you sound like it's a Bills broadcast. You haven't mentioned the Houston Texans once. Um, let's try to balance it out. And I'm like, well, the Texans are getting whooped right now. So then we came back and we had the show um, that we aren't biased because we weren't. Um, we were just talking about the team that was winning. But it was fun, though, to say the least. Yeah, what do you want, Kaliski? It's 40 to nothing. You want us to hype the Texans? We're trying to do our best here. Nate, you did incredible, as did all the guys on that crew. We used to get coffee with you every single morning. You weren't really a big espresso guy, Nate, but that doesn't mean you don't understand the excitement of watching a game day. So what was your espresso moment, the moment that woke you up while you were watching? Nate, express yourself. What do you think? <laughs> Okay, I'll express myself. You know, I'm thinking about the Baltimore Ravens, right? At the beginning of the season, they have these injuries, and it is almost cataclysmic to their roster. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, and then also Gus the Bus Edwards. But then Lamar Jackson says, I'm going to be the running back. And he's top 10 in the NFL in rushing, if you didn't know. But aside from his legs, he's been using his arms lately. And that passed Marquise Hollywood Brown, who is really coming into his own, and I'm pretty sure he wants the big payday because they're breaking bread to good wide receivers these days. 
Mm. Shout out to you, Nate. You're doing great. Did a great job yesterday calling that game in a relief dirty. Shout out to Don Bosco Prep. Hey, Upsetting St. Peter's, the number two team in New Jersey. Don Bosco, yeah. Nate's kids go there. Boom. But, Nate, who gets your game right. ball from the NFL yesterday? New York. Right? I'm not, not talking about the Yankees. This is a football show. Okay. The Jets win. The Giants win in the overtime. Can I say it? New York football is back. All right. I had that same type of excitement in the studio yesterday, right? Because I was doing the highlights, updating different games mm -hmm. that uh, were on CBS. And as I yelled that out, I'm having a little fun with it in the studio. A lot of Jets fans, they laughed earnestly from the gut. I'm serious, all right? We've been hard on the Jets. It's been tough on Salah. It's been tough on Joe Judge. It's been tough on the quarterbacks. You know, we criticized Daniel Jones. And Zach Wilson, it's been a little bit of a rough start. But they got the dubs. So if I can give out a game ball, let's give it to the two head coaches, Salah and Judge. Let's give it to the two quarterbacks, Jones and Wilson. And let's give it to the New York fan base. Because you know what? The NFL is better when the teams in New York are making plays. And I'm not talking about the Bills. We count you two. You guys are beasts. I'm talking about right here in New York, New Jersey. The Jets mm -hmm. and the Giants, they get my game balls. Nice. Oh, wait, Nate. I feel you. But you're going to say they back already? Mm -hmm. One win, you're going to say they back? I ain't going to go there with you. I'm going to let you live on this one. All right? <laughs> hey, but now, Nate, you saw all the catches that was yesterday. But did you pay attention yeah. to the feet like, like you always do? What was your favorite toe drag swag of week four so far? I think my favorite moment comes from my favorite player. Jamal Agnew is an absolute beast. <laughs> this dude has been making play after play after play. He's the returner. He's out here taking back field goals to the crib. And now he's catching as a wide receiver. So shout out to Jamal Agnew, who is doing his thing. He is the ultimate X Factor right now. Yes, he he's is. electric, a bright spot on that team, of course. I remember those pellets. We used to call them foot fireworks, Nate, remember? <laughs> That's right. That would pop That's up. That's right. That's right. Uh, Nate, That's you right. also got a... You got a huge shout-out yesterday, last night, during the Epic Bucks Patriot showdown. I haven't seen it yet. I was at the game, but let's check it out. Nate Burleson appreciate a little toe-drag swag on that one. That did it. Nice. You know, Chris Collinsworth, he, he used to do the toe-drag swag back in the day. We just didn't have a name for it. So shout-out to him. You know what? Shout-out to every broadcaster that, that gives us love. You know, the, Good morning football. We've been rocking out for six years. And they talk about angry runs, toe drag swag, players to watch, fantasy football with Kay Adams. They shout out the weekend crew with, with Mike Robb and, and his crew. Like, I just like the fact that broadcasters show us love because we have put some things go. out into the football dictionary that are part of the game, and we hear them saying those things every single weekend. So, Chris Consworth, we love you, man. Come back on the show real soon. Our show or your show or Good both stuff, shows, Nate. all of them. We had Mike Tirico on last week. Nate, we love that you show us love and come and hang out with us every Monday and Friday. Have a brilliant week. I heard you interviewed David Grohl from Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Incredible. We're going to get to some more highlights now. We love you, Nate. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to the Foo <laughs> yeah, Fighters. Casual. It's crazy because I spent five years casual. fighting with this fool, Kyle Brandt. Same thing. No! <laughs> Nate, I have another confession to make. No, I know. It's good. We'll talk later, Nate. Yeah.
Week 4 wraps up tonight. It's not just an AFC West showdown, Peter. This is the Chargers and the Raiders fighting for tops cool. in the AFC West. What are you looking for? It's, this is like a throwback matchup, and it's in this new stadium for the Chargers, and it's with the Vegas Raiders. But it's cool. Derek Carr's in year four with John Gruden when Rich Gannon was in year four with John Gruden. He won the MVP award. They'll start kind of a click. I feel like it's clicking for Derek Carr. We saw great performances from Kyler Murray, from Dak Prescott, and of course, we have all these expectations for this one to be a huge. Go and live up to it. I think Derek Carr's had an outstanding start to the season. I want to see him keep it going. Let's see Derek Carr continue this MVP pace, keep the Raiders MVP on top pace. of the AFC. Yeah, yeah it, he's, it, he is on the MVP pace. Uh, he's averaging almost 400 some yards, over 400 some yards throwing the football. Uh, and he's really pushing the ball downfield, but so is Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about this game. I'm interested in seeing the downfield concepts that these quarterbacks get into, that these quarterbacks actually throw the ball downfield. Justin Herbert, one of the top arm talents in the, in the NFL, can hit any spot on the field he's also he also can run big enough to see over the line and all of those things you talk about uh Derek Carr playing at the MVP season this kid offensive player of the year could possibly be in the cards for this guy he looks awesome I got a quote from Derek Carr going down to LA at SoFi Stadium just another home game that's no disrespect mm. that's just a True. fact mm. are there Chargers fans I'm asking you I, I see you online I see you watch the show I respect it are you interested in going to a game? This is a pretty big deal mm. because uh, there will be, as from all we're hearing, a massive silver and black takeover of your brand new stadium that I've seen filled with Rams fans. Are there going to be any Chargers fans at this game? Do you want to make noise on third down for the Raiders? Because Carr already says it's a home game. He says it's always been a home game. No disrespect. Mm. That's just fact. Show up and prove him wrong. Let's see if you guys want it and are into it. It's a little well disrespect said. there. Brandon <laughs> Staley is who I'm looking for in this one. What an aggressive, borderline out of his mind <laughs> situation as far as play calling in his epic win over the Chiefs last week as a double down. Is he afraid to make an aggressive call against the Raiders? Absolutely not. And he'll do it. And that makes this Chargers team, I think, dangerous. I talked to Derwin James a bit last week, brought up Brandon Staley's name, and it was just effusive. Heaps of praise. Loves him. Loves I've Says he's like the best dude on the planet and would like run through a wall for him. So I just think this uh, this Raiders team has it coming. Gruden on the other side will be great. Mm -hmm. This is a matchup. This is what we do this for. Chargers, Raiders on a Sunday night, make our Monday night makes it matter. It's not like we didn't stay up last night or anything. I mean, <laughs> All right. Again. I take a nap. We'll see. I used to come from LA. Unbelievable. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Good Morning Football. It was all worth it though, baby. Nick Polk. Yeah. Doink! <laughs> Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.